Hey everyone, welcome back to Bombarded. I am going to recap last episode Wait, real quick. Wait, who are you? Oh, sorry. Hey, it's Dungeon oh, Maestro no. Kyle yeah. here. I wasn't sure. Welcome back to Bombarded. It's your Dungeon Maestro Kyle here, and I'm going to recap that last episode for you real quick. So, Bards decided to head on to the Hemp Hills. Yep. But before you did, you realized that you actually had Rhiannon's staff, and you wanted to take a moment to use the Voodoo doll for the first time to see what she was up to. <sighs> and uh, being able to see who th- through her eyes, you were able to pretty much infer that she was on her way to the Hemp Hills as well. Yep. Only about a half day away. So you decided to book it on down to the stables and get some things taken care of with Mitch, cleaned up that ink-stained letter that you got from Symbol's office, which gave you permission to be able to use one of the carts. In the process of waiting for Mitch, you decided, hey, maybe we should like send a bird ahead to try to, you know, drop drop a warning. People do that. Yeah. No, absolutely. You did that. Yeah. Ravens and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So you did that, and not only did you do that, you, uh, you you sang a song for it to help it be a speedy little bird, which actually worked out pretty well for you. So once Razzle scribbled up a quickly drawn letter to give warning, it took off in the blink of an eye and was gone. But then you began to travel once you had the, the whole carriage situations, you know, figured out. You're making it down the road. Razzle, Randy, you decided to call up Splash, give him the 411 on what you were doing, where you were going and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked a little bit, did that. And while you were doing that, Yashi and Orfell had a little conversation about Tabitha. Mm-hmm. Of course, that revealed some unknown information to Yashi. And later on, after Orfell split from the group to go meet Yashi's uncle-type Alfric in Tendo, uh, y'all all had a conversation about it, and uh, the group kind of conferred that, yeah, it's a, you know pretty obvious how Tabitha feels about Yashi. So now we know. Now oh, you know. I had no idea. And knowing yeah. is half the battle. But after that, you decided it was either after or before that. But pretty much after you split up with Orfell, uh, y'all decided to give another look into what uh, Rhiannon was doing. Mm-hmm. And when you looked through her eyes, you pretty much saw that she was surveying the town of Hempville, the main, the main little town inside the Hemp Hills in total. Can we like triangulate her location? No. What? Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, but you continued your travel through the day, and as you arrived to the outskirts of Hempville, uh, you encountered a halfling wearing some armor and a sigil that was uh, born on the pauldron that she was wearing. She stopped you inquiring as to why you were entering the Hemp Hills, and lo and behold, we found out that this halfling woman... Spoilers! ...came out to be... Spoilers! Corinne Greentrees. <gasps> Randy's little sister. Oh my gosh. And this is where we so, pick up. You have a sister. Yes. You, remember, you remember that from Star Wars? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Your feelings have betrayed her. DM Kyle was wise to hide her from us. <laughs> well, well, I well, guess I was. Well, yeah. yeah. So uh, we will pick up there. And of course, uh, Corinne, a little bit in shock, uh, had said, Mom and Dad said you were supposed to be dead. And she picks up her sword and kind of composes herself and says, So why are you here now? Um. Don't waste no time. Is, yeah. he, is he talking in common now? She's still talking in okay. common. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll switch back to common as well. So there's someone coming. And I don't know if a bird showed up that was flying magically really fast with a message to tell you guys to hide and such. We did receive a message, yes, but if you knew anything about the Green Trees family, you know we are not one to hide. We face our problems head on, unlike some. Oh, Oh, burn. Burn, Burn indeed. (laughs) Uh, 
Karen, right? Yes, mm. that's correct. Correct. Okay. So, can we go talk to some people and kind of figure this out? And if we're going to face these problems head on, we might want to uh, sort some stuff out first. I mean, well, do, do you guys want to like hug or something? Family reunion? <clears throat> Stay no. out of this room. Okay. I don't think this is our place. <laughs> right, I am yeah. actually on my way to take care of something that was brought to our attention. Apparently an abandoned barn nearby showed to have some kind of lamp or light emitting from it, which is not normal. So I'm on my way to investigate that. And if you are actually here to help, perhaps you would like to take up sword and shield along with me and go investigate. Um, wait a minute. How do we know? She's really your sister. Why don't you ask her? Why are you looking at me? Oh, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Corinne, right? That's correct, C- cool. yes. Cool. Hey, do you have any proof that you're really a green trees? Not to... S- yeah, hey. You want proof. Yeah, That's what much. you want. You yeah. want proof. Um, yeah. She looks at Randy and she says, perhaps you remember this melody. And she sings the tune that you were familiar with that your mom used to sing when you were very young. How's that go, Cal? That's a good question. I imagine it's probably played in the background right about now. Yeah, probably. Um, Oh, that's pretty good proof, you guys. Oh, Um, cool. So, okay. Uh, So does the rest of the Green Dreams family, they know the situation? Yes. Okay. I mean, I guess if they're aware and they don't feel like they need to hide... um, Mother and father are at home. Okay. And the rest of the town has been made aware as well. And your other siblings? I have no other siblings. Or at least I thought I didn't. <laughs> oh! Whoa. I just rolled an insight check and got a natural twine. You believe her. She is appearing to tell the truth. Checks out, Randy. Okay, thank just you. Just the two of you. All right. Um, <laughs> sure. We'll come and help you. Um, but yeah, I guess we should make it quick. What with the situation and all. Well, perhaps this person that you're looking for that you sent warning about may be there. Maybe we can resolve this issue quicker than you think. Okay. That's, uh, are you guys okay with that? Sure. Hey, are you a bard? No. Cur- oh. That's probably for the best. What do you I'm think? I'm a paladin of Altonia. I take up an oath that the Green Trees is honored for many generations. Cool. At least most of us. As she eyes down Randy very sternly. Boy, we'll talk about this later. We have bigger fish to fry right now, but mm. you are speaking out of turn, Corny. <laughs> corny Green Trees. <laughs> The name is Corinne. Well, it's corny for now until we hash this out. Let's go to the barn, shall we? Aw. This means he likes you, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give nicknames to just anyone. The feeling <laughs> is very much not mutual at this point. Well, uh, yeah. yes, we can hash this out later. Mm-hmm. Mm, another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, follow me. We'll be heading off. And uh, she begins walking. All right. And we follow. Turn the cart around. Yeah, Yeah. let's go. Yeah, no, she's not following the path. She's walking across the hills. So so we probably need to get off of the cart. Or let's off-road it. Come on, see what this baby can do. Mitch is going (laughs) to kill us. Yeah, he'll be fine. (laughs) Okay, if you're going to off-road it, uh, Yashi, give me an animal handling check. All righty. Uh, 19 plus 3. Okay. Yeah, you're able to guide the horse. Uh, even though it's not on a path, the horse is able to maneuver and go around certain obstacles and things that may hinder your forward progression. And uh, Corinne is just kind of looking over her shoulder at y'all as you as you follow. And eventually you can see off in the distance an old abandoned barn looks kind of worn down and everything. And uh, you notice there's like two figures out front. 
And she kind of stops for a moment and puts up her hand with the shield. And uh, she turns around. She says, apparently there is someone inhabiting the barn. Look like goblins. Oh, well, okay. Goblins certainly aren't probably the biggest problem we have right now, but uh, you feel this needs to be dealt with now? or You obviously do not understand what it means to protect the hemp hills. Yes, of course. Any goblins encroaching upon our land may impede our ability to gather harvest, and if they take anything away from us, then that does us no good service. Okay, so you consider goblins worse than a nowhere man? A nowhere man has not shown themselves yet. Well, okay, they're definitely close by, but all right. Okay, if you want to go ahead and go to the town, I can take care of this on my own. I don't need you. No, 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 no. This will be faster if we work as a team, Corny. It's Corinne, Randall. (gasps) Sneaky. All right. um, (laughs) So, yeah, all right. Um, Sure, should we dismount then if there's goblins? Is this like there's two goblins? Should this maybe be like family time? Kind of feel like I'm intruding here. You can here. help with a goblin too. You're capable. Uh, I don't know, Randy. This could be, you know, quality time. You can spend it with your sister. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yes. Yashi, tell me what you think about this. Uh-huh. Why don't you two go? You, you know, have a good time. We'll wait back here. And if things look like they're going south, we'll come and help out. But this could be a good chance for you to get to know your sister. Come on, Randy. Oh, yeah. Corinne, what do you think? Does that sound good? I don't care. Okay, she's in. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. That's fine. All right. All right. We'll be back here. We'll be cheering you on. You got this. Don't, hey, hey. Don't, you, don't you, actually you, cheer. You got this. Okay. <laughs> Hush now. Um, okay, so I'm going to... Oh, I should grab my organ from the carriage. Oh, yeah, you'll need that. Um, yeah. yeah. And I say, let's go. I reckon we should approach quietly as possible as I w- to not to stir. I would agree. So she begins to crouch down. And even though she's wearing armor, you know, it kind of makes it a little bit harder for her to be quiet. But she winds up uh, doing a pretty good job of stealthing. You can hear, like, a slight shifting of the chainmail as she moves along. What did you get? A 16 plus 9. Oh, you are doing absolutely fantastic. Oh, thanks, Kyle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he sneaks up on Corinne. <laughs> so you two, uh, there is a uh, old kind of worn over path that eventually presents itself. It appears that this barn hasn't been approached in quite some time, but you're able to sneak up and hide behind this overgrown hedge nearby. And you notice that these two goblins, they're standing in front of the main barn entry, which the door is kind of dilapidated and worn and kind of rotted away. And they seem to be fighting over a rat that is scurrying around between each other. And they're each trying to get it and clamor over it. And they wind up fighting over it as they're doing their thing. And uh, Corinne says... Well, I reckon we should just uh, rush in as best we can and get the drop on them before they notice that we're here. What do you think? Um, I'm going to perceive really quick. Okay. I really want to shout something as Razzle, like, be careful, Randy. But, <laughs> uh, that is a 16 plus 3. Okay, with a 16 plus 3, you notice these two are shifting about and doing their thing. But you also notice there's a broken down cart filled with hay nearby. And uh, you think you hear something kind of like... Okay. And kind of stir, and you see the the hay shift. Uh, Corny, I think there may be more here than meets the eye. Do you see that cart over there? She kind of looks over. She says, yes. Listen for a moment. She puts an ear towards it. Yes, I think I hear what you're hearing. There's more yeah, than Yeah, that than sounds these two. sleepy and or big. Um, we all know what that means. Snorlax. Yep, it's a Snorlax. <laughs> it's going to drop down out. on top of us. Um, maybe 
We go check out that really quickly, just to make sure it's not even more dire than two silly little goblins fighting over a rat. Well, you seem to do a much better job of sneaking around, so how about you sneak up there, check that out, and I will remain here. If you happen to draw the attention of the two at the door, then I'll be able to pop up and potentially take care of them before they cause you any harm. Well, all right. (laughs) Randy, before you go, I need you to understand, I don't want to see anybody in my family harmed, but there is a lot to work out here. Oh, you're telling me. There is so much you don't know, so... Uh, and I know there's a lot I don't know too, but boy, you're being a presumptuous Polly. So I'm going to go sneak now. <laughs> Bye. That is an eight plus nine. Okay. Okay. You begin sneaking over and as you do, the, uh, the goblins that are fighting over the rats, they seem very preoccupied with it. And you make your way over to the cart with all the hay in it. And you notice that there's a third goblin sleeping in there, just kind of passed out. Okay. But there's no... Nothing else. It's just a goblin. Yep, just okay. a goblin passed out in there. What do you do? It seems a mighty nice time to sneak attack, I suppose. Yep, absolutely. All right. You can roll your attack at advantage because it is asleep. All right. Ooh. Should be able to hit it pretty easily. Okay. 10 plus 6, then. That's going to hit, so go ahead and roll your damage real quick. All right. That's 1da plus 3 along with 2d6. So if someone wants to roll a d6, please. Yeah, I'll help. Four. Okay, four, four, two, plus three. Okay, you're able to uh, pull out your blade and just coup de grace this uh, this goblin, and it is it is gone. And uh, Corinne kind of looks at you expectantly, seeing that you've just made a move, and and I give her a beautiful thumbs up and a, just an awful grin. She kind of hand motions, saying, sneak to the corner of the barn, sneak around, try to attack one, and I'll attack the other. I do a little dance of affirmation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me another stealth check real quick. Okay. Oh, I didn't cast past that trace. He wouldn't be close enough for you anyway. Oh. Yeah. That is a 15 plus 9. Okay. So you are able to sneak to the corner of the barn right around the, uh, the entrance door. One of these goblins is roughly 10 feet away. You could move quickly enough to be able to get a surprise attack on them. And a Corinne appears to be ready with a javelin drawn. Okay. And would a surprise attack, does that allow for a sneak attack or is that just a... Yes. Okay. Well, let's just, let's just keep on going then. This All is right. great. And advantage wouldn't happen this time, though. You wouldn't have advantage okay. on this one, no. They're standing and everything. Give them a little but poke. But they don't know you're there. That is a 13 plus 6. That is going to hit. Hooray. So you move up. Go ahead and roll your damage with sneak attack. And Corinne is going to launch a javelin at the other one. Fire in the hole. Someone could roll a d6 again, please. Oh, oh my turn. Uh, Back off it. you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. oh, maybe I should have rolled it. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a 1. Uh, that's all right. So uh, 1, 4, 3, and 3. So 11. Okay, so you sneak up behind this next one and you come up and you're also able to draw your blade and completely ending its life in one fell swoop. Corinne pulls out the javelin, throws it at the other one, and uh, it winds up hitting it in the leg. And it looks kind of like Jim Carrey from, you know, when nature calls. <laughs> just like in his leg, it's like, <laughs> And of course, uh, you hear it do this call out and it looks to its right, sees you, and sees Corinne standing near the hedge. And you hear it goes, Black, black. And you hear a rustling from inside the barn. And you see two more goblins come out, and they are standing at the door. We need to roll initiative real quick. Uh, Corny, come on now. All right. You've been just... playing Zelda, Kyle? Got a barn full of goblins, goblins out front. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Razzle and Yashi, go ahead and roll initiative as well, just so I can get that in the count. Oh. I mean, if you guys want to help, it's fine. I mean, yeah. should we? 
<laughs> We're having a lot of fun out there. You're on probably the cart. about, I don't know, 60 feet away. Right. I'm going to say to just to set it up. Well, I got a three. Well, I got a 10. <laughs> okay. Well, I got a 14 plus three. Okay. So, Randy, you're up first. Okay. So I turn to Candy Corn and say, Oh, jeez. Like, all right, so this is part of the explaining and the stuff you don't know. And I lift up my shirt and I say, Firebolt! Okay. Are you attacking the one that she attacked with the javelin? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead and roll me your ranged spell attack. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. The 20 plus (laughs) 3. Go ahead and roll your damage and uh, roll it twice. So that's a 13 for the first one, and a 16 for the second one. Oh, oh yeah, because it's a higher level yep, now. That's so. right. Okay, so yeah, you send out your firebolt, and uh, Eddie kind of emits from your tummy in a flamey little bulb, and then shoots out two little bolts, and this thing just instantly like is consumed in flame and just falls to the ground <sighs> and uh, is no longer moving. The other two goblins kind of go. Bah! In response, <laughs> and Corinne rushes forward, unless there's anything else during your turn, Randy. I just say, see? <laughs> uh, Corinne's like, oh, okay. Um, and she, uh, well, nothing else on your turn anymore? Uh, I don't need to disengage with the two coming out of the barn, right? No, they're not quite in melee range. Okay, you. then I'll just hang out. It's okay. fine. <laughs> then Corinne, Corinne lifts up her shirt. <laughs> oh! What a family <laughs> secret. <laughs> no, uh, Corinne rushes forward. She says, it's quite useful, I can see. So... Let's take out the rest of them then. And she rushes forward to uh, one of them in the door, and she busts out a short sword, the short sword she was carrying earlier, and gives an attack at one of them. Nice, Corinne, nice. Yes. And uh, she winds up slashing one and cutting through the leather armor that it's wearing. You hear, kind of scream (laughs) out. And she takes a pose, you know, ready with her shield and everything. And at this point, it's the goblin's turn. And the two goblins, having her right in range, they're going to attack at her real quick. That's going to be a miss. And that's going to be a miss as well. Both of them try to attack at her, and she thins off both of the attacks with her shield. And uh, she kind of, like, beats her sword against the shield and says, Come on! And then you hear the footsteps coming from the back of the barn as a much larger goblin waddles out, has a big rotund belly, looks like it's a little bit bigger than the rest of them. It says, What's going on out here, boys? And uh, he waddles forward, brandishing a scimitar and a javelin. He takes the javelin and he throws it towards Corinne. And uh, he totally just biffs it and misses. And uh, that's going to be the end of the goblin's turn. And that takes us to Razzle. <laughs> These goblins suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I guess it's my turn, then Yashi's turn, right? Yep. Okay, so... I turn to Yashi and I say, okay, I think, should we help? Should we let the halflings go wild? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, they probably have it, but it's hard to say what they're watching happening there. (laughs) We're like two sports commentators, like watching the match. (laughs) Um, What are we doing, actually, in this cart while we're... I mean, I think Yashi's just hanging out, like... Yeah. Ready to go if anything happens. Are we like so, playing like hand games or something? Doing a be... little Miss Mary Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we're playing like Big Booty just between the two of us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Razzle gets Yashi every time with like, oh, Big Booty, Big Booty. But you're just like, what? I don't understand. Number, number four. What? <laughs> uh, but we can see like what's going on. Right? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. It's like only 60 cool. feet away. So. Well, then, yeah, I guess I would turn to you and be like, I mean, I'm down to like see how this shakes out, but. I don't know. What do you think? Um, 
You know what? I got an idea. Okay. Oh, you want me to tell you? Oh, yeah. Well, I've got a spell. Okay. I can just send it over and ask Randy how they're doing. Oh, a little message action. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah. Could, can I just let Yashi do that? Yeah. Can we share initiative since we're best? Sure. So yeah. y'all are y'all okay. a little ways away and everything. Awesome. All right. Then I'm going to play message. Two, three, four. I hope that Randy gets my. I hope that Randy gets my. I hope that Randy gets my message that I whisper. Yeah. So I point to where I imagine Randy is and my, my whisper can actually like go around stuff and through like three feet of wood so I should be good Yeah. so I'll point over there and I'll whisper yo little man <laughs> Randy says ah, oh right, all right. Yeah. I only get one now, I only get one all right, let me get try one. this again so say what you need to say go on John okay. Mayer okay. Okay. <laughs> yo Randy you guys alright you need help and then I can respond back once right yep. and say oh hi um so things were fine, and then a big jolly giant troll, no, goblin, right, showed up. So some help would be sweet. Okay, bye. All right. He said they need help. Let's oh, get going. So- and I will use the movement of my turn to start running over there. Okay. So you move up. You already used your action to cast the spell, so you just move your normal movement speed. And yeah, Razzle, you see Yashi start to book it towards... After letting cool. you know. I guess. Is that massive goblin within 60 feet of us? Uh, no, he is actually a little bit further in the in the barn, probably about more like 75. Okay, then yeah, I'll follow Yashi. Okay, so you move up 30 feet, Yashi, and Razzle, you move up 25 feet. Yep. And uh, that's where you'll end your turns. So we will go back to the top of initiative with Randy. Okay, uh, so I pull out my organ, and uh, I'm going to cast Sleep. And uh, at least focus on the small ones if it can get the big one too. Cool. Okay. And uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Go for it. All right. Goblins are so small. I hope they fall into a never ending slumber. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Go ahead and roll that. I don't think I have a roll to make against it, so... Yeah, so if everyone uh, could roll a d8 along with me. Oh, boy. We actually need five d8s, so... Got a six. Two. Four. And then Kyle got a four, and then another one is another two. Eighteen. Okay, so the two goblins in front of you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fall down and they are asleep. The other goblin in the back, the big boy, is kind of just standing there like, Burr. doesn't seem to be uh, falling asleep at all. Okay. And I turn to Corny and I say, well, it's a start. We can focus on the big end now. So Sounds like a good plan. And she steps up and uh, unless anything else in your turn, sir? Uh, I presume the big one's out of my range or he's out of range of me. You you could, well, you've used your action to cast a spell. You could move up into into range with it, yes. Oh, but, no, I'll stay back. That's, okay. That's fine. Corinne is going to go ahead and move forward and uh, she brandishes her short sword again, gives an attack at it. And she misses as she runs forward, and it seems to seems this goblin is wearing a little bit nicer armor. It's wearing a chain shirt, and it's wielding a shield now that it's thrown its javelin, and just completely like deflects her attack, and her hand goes flying back. She's knocked off balance slightly, but steadies herself, ready for more combat. And uh, this goblin steps forward to her and says, "You reckon a little thing like you could take me down? Let's see what you got." Ooh. Mm. And it makes actually two attacks with its scimitar. The second oh. one's going to be a disadvantage just because that's how it rolls for them. That doesn't matter for it at all. So, 
So she does 12 damage on Corinne. Corinne takes a reeling hit as he knocks away her sword and goes in and slashes twice. You see uh, Corinne start to like bleed from her shoulder a little bit as he got a deep cut on her. And uh, she kind of grabs it and holds it, and you hear her wince. And uh, it is going to be the end of the goblin's turn. Those are, other two are still asleep. So Razzle and technically Yashi, if you wanted to keep your uh, your turns in sync with each other. Well, and I was just thinking we were like on a horse and carriage. Could have gotten over there pretty quick, but we're running. But we're running. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. What you said. Actually, um, <laughs> we can't take the carriage. Like we'll mess it up. And Mitch trusted us with that yeah, carriage. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna do dissonant whispers on the big fella. Okay. Because uh, I had 60 foot range. So I guess as we're running, yeah. I swing down ooh something and I say dissonant whispers. On the pickle boys. <laughs> As Razzle freaking descends into the barn <laughs> and says, You there, wisdom saving throw. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> but yes, wisdom saving throw. It's a 16. Oh, no, it was a 13. Okay. You still get to roll damage. Right. Just roll the 3d6, and I only take half. You want to, everyone want to roll? Yeah. Do it. Here we go. Three. Five. And five, so Thirteen. six. All right, so that will be your turn. And, of course, it uh, it kind of, you know, covers its ears. It's a bomb of googly was What is this? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll go to Yashi. Your turn. All right, well, I'm going to use my movement to run just as far as I can. Okay, close. you move 30 feet, and it's about within 10 feet of you. Okay, Um. so I'm going to do a... Blade flourish with my hammers. Okay. And uh, that lets me move up an extra 10 feet. So I'll just get a little bit closer. Okay. Go ahead and roll your attack and uh, do everything you need to do for your bardic All right. inspiration. Well, my, my, so my inspiration die roll is two. Um, so that'll be extra damage. Plus, uh, if it is successful, it'll push it seven feet. Okay. So both uh, hammers is going to be two d20s. So I got a two and a nine plus seven to each. So that's a 9 and a 16. Okay, neither of those are going to hit. The goblin boss winds up taking his shield and, you know, manages to bounce off one of your hammers and dodges the, out of the way of the other one. He's got a shield now. He had a shield. I said it earlier. Oh, no. Whoops. <laughs> okay. I'll and, just wrap him right back up. All right, you pull him back, and uh, that'll be the end of your turn, and we'll go back to the top of initiative with Randy. Oh, boy. Okay, so since Cornucopia is within five feet of him. Corinne. Yes. It's for our sake. It's Milton. <laughs> and the yeah. listeners, too. Apparently Seriously. the listeners on Twitter are even saying Milton. And I'm still saying Milton in Good. my sleep. When I wake up in a cold <laughs> you, sweat. You wake not, up screaming yeah. Milton. Jeez. Um, <laughs> anyways, point being, um, I can sneak attack then, correct? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, then I'm just going to do that. So you'd be able to move up and find a little space to its left. Cool. And roll me an attack. Oh, I'm so glad I'm a halfling. All right, let's try that again. That was a one. <laughs> that is a 16 plus 6. A 16 plus 6 will hit, so Hooray. go ahead and roll me that good damage. Right, if someone would be so kind as to roll a d6, please. I got it. Thank you. Three. Uh, six and a three plus three, so that's 15. Okay, you go in and you're able to find the perfect amount of uh, area to get a good deadly stab in. Just kind of jiggle it around a little. <laughs> and you see its body kind of jiggle with your knife and then it kind of just slides off and falls to the ground. And uh, it does not appear to be alive anymore. Oh, hooray. 
So I guess we have, what, a minute to figure out what we're doing in here, then the other two are going to wake up. Yes. So. And Corinne looks around, she says, that was very fortunate. She turns, stabs one of the goblins that's asleep, gone. Okay. Says, anybody else? I'll do it. Just go ahead and roll me an attack at advantage and add your sneak attack and everything. This is just going to... Off him? You don't want to interrogate him or anything? <laughs> Might have info. Did you spend a lot of time with goblins when you were being a precious pampered prince? Oh under my the mountain? god! <laughs> yeah. You don't even know Razzle like that. Well, um, did you? Oh my gosh! My I'll take that as a no. Fuck. So we're going to press on. Just saying, you know, kind of pass on the one brand, and you never know. Could have been a dead goblin, and it's gonna be because my roll is a thirteen plus six. Oh, <laughs> a hit. Okay, uh, good rich or Allie a d six, please. I, don't know, I feel bad about this. All you right, want to roll Allie? Allie. Yeah, I'll do it. Thanks, Allie. Uh huh. Uh, it's a five and a three and a three. And a one. So I think that's probably enough. Yeah. Dead. Hooray! All right. All right. And Corinne, she wipes the blood off of her blade and sheathes it, and she says. Well, I imagine we should look around in case anyone else is hiding in here. I'm gonna, yeah. whis- I'm gonna whisper to Razzle. You were right. This was a great bonding experience yeah. for them. It's I so mean, cute. Yeah, it's pretty gross though <laughs> and violent. <laughs> look at all these dead goblins. Oh man. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna go wait out in the carriage. I'll go bring it out. You guys have fun. This is a nightmare. <laughs> Investigation. <laughs> and I walk out. Some people don't have the stomach for doing what needs to be done. True, true, true. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hide it from you. Oh. <laughs> She's not wrong. Uh, so oh. it's a 17 plus 2. Okay. So you investigate around, and uh, you can you look around through the different rooms. Of course, it looks pretty much like an abandoned barn. But uh, you investigate around the goblin boss, and you notice that he had a letter on him. And uh, it seemed to have a pouch filled with gold coins in it as well. There's mm. about 25 gold coins in there, and the letter, you don't know what it says. It's, oh. Uh, Quinn on the Cob, would you oh. mind reading this, please? <laughs> it's Corinne. Why do I have to read it? Oh, there's so much to talk about, but now is not the time, so. Okay. I shout, you can't read! Oh, <laughs> that's the short answer. There's a lot more to it than that, but yeah. I'm learning, though. Excellent. I could probably recognize a couple words on there. Although statistically, probably not. Anyways, so if you wouldn't mind. And she kind of unfurls it, and she says, Well, apparently somebody hired these goblins to uh, inhabit this barn. The reason's uncertain, but goblins will do anything for a little bit of glint and glimmer of a coin. Was it for a distraction, maybe? I'm just standing outside the barn at this point. <laughs> uh, it's not signed or anything like that, but, um... Is there any sort of marking, like a mask or something? Thieves can't, maybe? Does your friend always just yell across the, the way to anybody? I mean, he can. He can do a lot of things. There are yes. some things he can't do, and you'll see that soon enough. <laughs> How exciting. It's very exciting. Well, um, Randy, I have to say uh, it was a pleasure to see you do your work. I um, mean, you as well. So, But again, we'll get things all squared away and sorted out and uh, chatted about. But again, there is a nowhere man who's coming. Yes, um, I was hoping this would kind of be it. I've been wanting to prove to mom that I'm ready for these kind of things, so... Yeah, she's, uh... Well, hopefully you won't see, but if you do see, oh boy, she's something else, so... Well, perhaps we should get back. I think, uh... I don't know how mom and dad will respond to your appearance, but... No, I don't either. And Do you want to take the gold? I think that would be only fitting, so... Sure. Yeah, go give it to them and such, so... But yeah, we should mosey. Has it been you? Has it been me what? 
leaving things. Has that been you? That's would... one of the riddles solved. Again, so much to talk about, so little time. Uh, but Yashi, yes. are they bonding? It's so sweet, man. Like, Should I come back in? No. You oh. stay out there. <laughs> okay. Go, go get the card. We, we gotta go. <laughs> I got the card. I'm... Oh, then let's go. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, Razzle pulls up with it. Hey, was it uh, Cornpernicus? Uh, <laughs> Corinne. Oh, right. Sorry. You uh, <laughs> Didn't you get stabbed? You're like bleeding a lot. Yes, and you see her. She kind of wipes her hand over it, and it seems like it almost instantly heals up as a radiant light emits from her hand. And uh, she says, we, we have a way in our training to deal with these kind of injuries. Nothing too severe, nothing that I can't handle on my own, as I've been trying to prove, but... Boy, that is something. Uh, yes, it's, a, it's amazing what the, the oath that the Green Trees takes provides. Um, yeah. With your skill, you probably would have been uh, surpassed mother in no time. Well, yeah, nowhere, man. Tally-ho. Let's go. And uh, you begin making your way up to Hempville proper. And as you crest a hill, you can finally see Hempville sprawled out before you. And looming over, you see the Monsorganum just standing there, almost in a very unnatural way. You can see there's a door attached to the left side of the hill face, but there's one large opening that leads deeper into that hillside. Above the door, you notice many small holes of various shapes stretching to the left and right, dotting the hillside. Atop and slightly behind the primary hill that makes this landmark, you just barely notice a staggered series of smaller hills that are dotted with trees. The plants on top of the Monsorganum are obviously not tended to in comparison to the gardens and farmlands in this area. So, does it look like an organ? Uh, <laughs> not right off the bat, but it does look very unnatural. So, I tell you what, you're a druid. Give me a nature check. Ooh, okay. Six plus one for Jode. <laughs> That's... A- you're a druid. You don't have proficiency in nature? No. I would just, just a beginner <laughs> druid. I'm uh, yeah. doing my best. Well, actually, I have a higher nature check than you do. <laughs> oh so God. maybe I could do a nature okay. check, Kyle? Uh. Yeah, uh, Randy, you're seeing uh, Razzle. He's looking intently at the Mons Organum, <laughs> and you're kind of wondering to yourself what he could be trying to glean. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, give me a nature check real quick to see if you can pick up on what he's trying to get. Freaking show off. Yeah, there Doesn't goes the count dice if it's on, on the, ground. the floor. Okay. Try again. <laughs> that is a 17 plus 2. Okay, yeah. Uh, you're looking at the hills that are on top of the Monsorganum, and you're looking around at the other hills, and you realize, yeah, this looks very odd, and the hills are clustered in a very unnatural way. They're almost, like, right next to each other, butting up in comparison to allowing, like, a good valley to form. It's almost like somebody planted multiple just next to each other. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Although, I guess I would probably know this from when I was living I was gonna here. I say, he has, like, home field advantage. I was going to say, yeah. Nature it checks. all kind of I would say roll out. an advantage, but you don't need to. I don't need to. Yeah, so. exactly. Okay. So. But it just looks like, it doesn't really look like an organ. It just looks like a bunch of hills. Like, could maybe contain an organ inside. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) Razzle doesn't think to himself, apparently. (laughs) No, no, not with that check. Uh, But you continue on down the road uh, into Hempville proper and find yourselves in the middle of the town circle. There seems to be a a gaggle of halflings that 
talking to a man on a podium and he's kind of trying to assuage a crowd in a way. And it looks very similar to what you saw when you were looking through Rhiannon's eyes. But uh, there's cries and talks about people like, oh, we haven't even gotten paid yet. What's the bicentennial even for if they're not going to be able to shell out what they owe us? I can't believe we haven't been able to get our goods and services taken care of either. I know. Isn't that right, Bethany? Yes, absolutely. And, uh, and you... all their accents eventually turn British right before our eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there was just a couple in there. You know, it depends. <laughs> but, um... But you make your way past, and uh, you're approaching the Mons Organum, and there's more detail you can see now that you're closer up. There's a large opening that, of course, leads deeper into the Mons Organum, and littered above that, you can see those small holes that you know, spread nearly the expanse of the hill, and you notice that these holes vary in shape from one hole to the next. The overgrown grass above creeps over the edge and covers up some carving into the face of the hill, and part of the carving looks to seem very uniform, and it's well-centered, but there's something that's been carved into it looks very not uniform looks like it was done after the fact like they added it at the end oh so not like by a nowhere man or someone who's been carving stuff into things no as a dwarf you've seen a lot of stone carvings and you can tell that this was done a while okay. ago and professionally not as like some sort of professionally but quickly okay. yeah well and Kyle this is something I would have seen when I was a kid right it's not like super new yeah no okay. you, yeah. you've you seen this before okay. okay so maybe I ask you I was like hey does that look like maybe Rhiannon did it uh, no cool okay <laughs> <laughs> not at all So, like I said, there's many holes that line this hillside. One, of course, being a hole that is covered by a door that has a nice flowing tree on it that is green. Mm. Oh, ho, ho. And, um... (laughs) Don't say. (laughs) And Corinne uh, says, stop stop here at the fence real quick. Uh, I think I should prepare mother and father and bring them out. Yeah, yeah. Quickly, though. Again, time is of the essence, so. Okay, absolutely. And uh, she kind of scurries in, and she closes the door behind her. And, wait, um, no, wait, but before she comes back out, should we, like, cover Randy and do, like, a big reveal? Like, <laughs> like you were, like, extreme home makeover, like, move that truck, except it's Yashi. Oh, yeah, I've got my cloak. I'll take off my cloak and, okay. and put it in front of him. We've done this before. Yeah, it's yeah, great. We've, we've done it before. Oh, it always works. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I feel like y'all are about to perform a song to reintroduce Randy to his family or something. Oh, no. uh, your call on that. It's all just Randy, 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 Randy. He's your son. Forty episodes later, we're back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, full circle, uh-huh. man, boy. Um, I mean, that's up to you, Randy. Do you want us to like play you a little song when your parents come out? How big of a moment is this for yeah. you? You be honest now. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so it's not more than a few minutes before Corinne walks back out, and behind her you see your father and mother follow behind, and your mother, of course, is adorned in full-plate male armor. She's carrying a shield lined in gold, bearing the same symbol that is uh, on Corinne's pauldron, and your father is in fairly normal father fatherly clothes you know, fatherly clothes he's now, got on crocs and he's got on yeah cargo crocs shorts and yeah. <laughs> no he's wearing pretty normal farmers get up uh, he looks like he's probably just come in from the fields a little bit of dirt and sweat on his brow uh, but your mom looks like ready to go for combat and she is kind of Corinne walks out kind of look like she just got scolded some and your mom looks at you and you see tears begin to well up in her eyes, and she says, Is that, is that really you, Randy? Hi. And she kind of, like, stops for a moment, and she, like, 
puts her shield up and rubs her face and says, "This isn't this isn't some cruel trick, is it, Altonia? Is this?" And I take out my organ and uh, I play the little melody, and she instantly begins bawling. Her body relaxes and she just begins sobbing. And you see your father; he pulls out a corncob pipe from his mouth and he just kind of like wipes tears from his eyes as well. And Corinne looks like rather kind of upset and she's just like she runs back inside Doyle seems to be just beside himself and uh, he's kind of you know he's pulling up his beard a little bit and wiping his nose with (sighs) some and everything and Linda just holds her arms out she sheathes her weapon and holds her arms out ready for an embrace and I walk up to her and uh, reciprocate and it is a long deep hug and uh, of course Memories flood back to you, you know, smells from your childhood as it seems like nothing has changed in this warm, welcoming embrace, although not as enveloping as before since you've grown some. Uh, she kind of pulls back a little bit without really letting go. She puts her hands on your shoulder and she says, my, you've, you've grown so much. 34 years will do that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I guess it will. Please, um, don't, don't mind Corinne. I, I can understand uh, how she can be upset about this. Um, I would hope that you would have returned home sooner if you were able to. But Altonia works in many ways, and you've arrived home when you needed to. Yeah, uh, yes. uh, And the Nowhere Man works in many ways, too. And uh, we have so much to talk about and so much to catch up on. But as I believe you received a bird, a very fast, magical bird, and... Action, I think, is our current focus. Yes, I, I couldn't tell if it was actually from you. The name Randy was scratched out. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was these two. Um, I kind of hide behind Yashi a little bit. <laughs> um, so these are your compatriots? Friends? Yes. Uh, can, so Can we walk over now? Is it, oh, I don't, yeah, don't, don't want to intrude on Come this. say hi. Okay. Uh, so these are my friends. Uh, this is Razzle, son of Dazzle. And this is Yashirak Bordun, known as Yashi. Uh, We're bards, we're in a band, we go to Strumlots. Again, there's a lot to talk about, but have you guys started taking action at all? Yes, I'm I'm in my full (laughs) armor, ready to go in case anything comes this way. Uh, No, Randy, I wear my armor for fun. Oh boy! All right, we will deal. We will deal with you later. Um, but have you started prepping the town? Have you put up defenses? Is there anything that's? Are the hemp hills ready? Is the Monzorganum ready? The Monzorganum is ready. Um, the townsfolk are aware. They know what is going on, and of course, as is the oath of the green trees, we are here to protect the hemp hills and protect the treasure of the Monzorganum. So if anything comes this way, I will be aware of it. We have set up alarms in certain places to be able to bring ourselves notice of anybody's infiltration. Certain people who practice in the arcanic arts have set up ways to inform me at earliest notice of an intrusion. Would you guys be opposed to an extra layer of defense? What do you speak of, Randy? I I mean, the blessings of Altonia and those of her followers have uh, poured its way through the hemp hills at my behest. It's a good start, but we could... Then I turn to you guys and say, we could pour some sauce on the situation. Ooh. Oh, that's... Let's see what you're getting at, bud. I um, don't. What? Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> we could uh, potentially help 
protect this place a little more. And have you guys dealt with the Nowhere Man before? I don't really know. I haven't been here in a while. I have only heard tales of the Nowhere Men, but of course they ring true throughout the realms that they are nothing to be tampered with. Then I'm going to say an extra layer of protection would be nice. So hang on, I turn to you guys. So, I don't know if we've ever really tried to protect anything with our songs, but uh, now seems as good as time as any to try. Yeah. Just just the Mons Organum, or uh, are we talking full episode one? <laughs> Gungan protection defense. Oh, that episode know. one. I thought yeah, you the show. I didn't know. To say. Uh, um, what do you envision in there? The Mons Organum would be a good start, and maybe we could see if we can get something more potent, but that would be a... A starting point. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm down. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Tell me, Randy, why are they coming here? That's again. Well, I'll be blunt. That's my fault. Um, but again, we'll explain it all. I'd rather us be a little more safe before we chat more. This really won't help explain anything yet, but at least we'll feel a little bit more safe. So let us do our thing. In fact, probably more questions than before. Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Okay. Well. The Nowhere Men are known to be quite evil, so um, paladins of Altonia, we, we know of certain spells that protect versus evil, and if there's something to that degree that you can put upon your magic that you're doing, uh, that may be beneficial overall. And uh, Doyle's been working. Doyle, you started... Yeah, started some uh, some food <laughs> earlier, so we're gonna have something good to eat here in a little bit. You know, nothing, nothing comforts and quiets the spirit more than a good dinner. Especially in trying times, and if we're in as much danger as you say, little little man, uh, God, it's been so good to see you, son. Oh, and you as well. Well, <laughs> I'm just frazzled. It's getting a little, <laughs> a little verklempt. I mean, the whole time, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm definitely like, clutching Yashi's hand, like. Slappy, stop it. <laughs> Can you cut your nails, man? They um, are cut. I play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I got some good grub ready to go. Of course, you know, uh, this, you missed first dinner, so it'll be second dinner that you're going to get in on. But, you uh, have more than one dinner oh, here? She, she oh. doesn't know about Elevensies. Oh, Elevensies <laughs> is my favorite. If I could have three Elevensies a day. Oh, and, and, uh, and Linda kind of, like, slaps Doyle's tummy and says, you need to chill it on the Elevensies, Doyle. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, Linda, you always took care of me. And yeah, um, I'll go get things ready. Y'all y'all do your thing. So. so so here's a question. Do either of you play an instrument? I feel kind of silly asking that about with guarding a massive organ, but... Uh... Um, well, I, I picked up the cello early on in my, in my years, and uh, oh. I happen to play it here and there, but uh, it's... I stopped playing after Randy disappeared. Um, uh, the, the cello seemed to, he, he enjoyed the cello as a child, as a young one. He took a shine to it, enjoyed the sound. It seemed to calm him and when he was crying much. But um, I take a note, learn the cello. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I haven't been able to bring myself to play that instrument since you disappeared. Well, would you like to play it now? Oh, no, I, I, I couldn't. Uh, that would be... I, oh, Are you sure? Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't I had my know. bow rehaired in quite some time, okay. and it's brittle and probably near deteriorating at this point. Um, okay. No, no, no worries. We'll, we'll take care of it. Yes. Then. But, uh, uh, yeah, if you want to... I think you'll get a taste of what I've been up to recently anyways. So, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see it by all means. 
And she takes steps back and sits on the all-too-familiar rocking chair that is on the front porch. And she sets her shield and sword down and uh, looks at you just intently with, you know, those big, familiar green eyes that your sister shares with her. And she says, Roll the chord dice, Randy. (laughs) Yep. Roll that chord dice. Oh boy! All yeah, right. aren't, aren't you having fun? <laughs> yeah. uh, key, key first. Uh, right, key first. Sutherland. Let's see, oh. that's not a. Hey, it's B. Oh, Twelve. Wow. Okay. All right. Cool. So we think in major, minor, maybe minor, maybe given the situation. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be a little bit more of a have a softer touch. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. 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 Chord dice. So we've got B minor, G major, and E minor. All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. And then a regular uh, drum roll, or we want something special. Something special for Randy. Special. Randy. Maybe a triple special. A triple? Oh, yeah, all right. I do it in three. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. seems, seems right. fitting. Well, here's the roll. It's a five. So that is a jazz waltz one. Oh. And the kit is... 94. Ooh. Tight kit, too. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Warm up those pipes. Uh, Here we go. Get us working. Okay. Okay, y'all know what y'all need to do. <laughs> Listeners, talk to you in a moment. Hey, hey, everyone. It's your dungeon maestro, Kyle. Just wanted to give you another thank you for joining us on this episode. Let me give you the special news. Of course, Bombarded is going to be going to Gen Con, which, I mean, that's this week. So uh, the bards are out there packing their bags. And once I'm done with this, I'm going to be packing my own bags and we'll be driving up to Indianapolis to have a good time with y'all. We'll be there all day on Friday and Saturday, the 2nd and 3rd of August. And on Saturday, we'll be doing a one shot, which happens at 2 o'clock. Unfortunately, tickets for that have already been sold out, but we plan on doing a meetup afterwards so we can meet everyone who wasn't able to go follow us on twitter so we can let you know where we're going to be doing that once we get up there and have a chance to scope everything out and see the lay of the land we'll be able to give you those details Again, follow us on social media at BombardedCast to get those deets. And uh, if you want to tweet about the podcast while you're on that social media, don't forget to use the hashtag BardCast. In the upcoming weeks, as far as the uh, what you will see in your feed, August 13th, we're going to be doing an episode of Bard Libs, which some of you may remember. And if not, boy, will that be a surprise. I'll talk about that here in a moment. August 27th is going to go back to episode 41 for you. And then uh, we'll let you know more about the, uh, the upcoming episodes after that point. And of course, I'm going to give you those details about Bard Libs now. So if you're not familiar, we've done this thing in the past where we will take pop songs and essentially do a Mad Libs with them. And where do we get those wild words that uh, that we use and insert into the places of adjective nouns and what have yous. We get them from you, the listener. So hop on social media whenever we make the post about it, or just hop on social media in general and submit your words using the hashtag BardLibs. Or if you want to email them to us, you can email your recommendations at bombardedcast at gmail.com. So that'll be a fun episode. You know, it's something that we do. I think we're probably going to do two songs is typically what we do. So uh, keep an ear out for that and send in your recommendations. Of course, you may have thought I forgot, but I didn't. This is the third episode of the month, and we are going to be doing our giveaway. To participate in that, all you need to do is retweet the tweet for this episode and make sure that you're following us on Twitter. We will enter everyone into that contest. And, of course, we get two winners who earn 30 Bard Bucks. 
Don't worry about that shipping and handling. That's on us. And you'll be able to peruse our merchandise that we have available over at BombardedCast.com to pick anything you want out, and we'll ship it your way. So again, retweet the tweet for this episode and make sure that you're following us on Twitter, and we're going to pick two winners next time. So get in on that and, uh, yeah, win some swag. Uh, That's all I got for you, so let's get back to those bards and the magical music that they make. Talk to you all later. So I turn towards my mom and say, this sounding like a piano and not like an organ is going to be the least of the things that are going to be strange about this. But if all goes to plan, I think we're going to be a whole lot safer. Okay. And, And I start playing. Okay, so for this one, based off of lyrics and other things that will become apparent, uh, you got a 40% chance of success. Oh, oh boy. So a 61% or above, that is a success. Uh, it was pretty metaphorical. That's right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay. Come on, baby. Nope. Okay. <laughs> it's a 19. First 19. failure. Uh, okay. Okay. So, you begin playing your song, and as per usual, the magic swirls out from your instruments. Your runes begin to glow, and the magic begins to swirl in front of you. Randy, your organs glow surges momentarily, and an overflow of the magical thread that weaves your ensemble spells together pours into the throng. 
Suddenly, strands of the collected arconic energy begin to pull away, slowly collecting into a separate mass. The initial mass disperses among the city, and instantly the walls that make up the fences and walkways begin to crumble and fall away. And pretty much all of those walls just crumble and fall, kind of like you said. <laughs> but it was a metaphor for... <laughs> That's called misinterpretation. <laughs> and Randy says, look, Mom. Uh, Aren't you so proud of me? Yeah. I'm back. This, uh, oh, I'm back. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but as for this, uh, this other amount of arconic energy that is pulled away from the main mass, this separate mass, uh, you know, it, it begins to, to swell, and the other half floats towards the Mons Organum. As it hits the hillside, it slowly begins to soak into it. The carefully carved runes in the Mons Organum begin to light up and glow with the same radiance. You feel a slight rumble beneath your feet as a grinding sound starts to emanate from the main opening. The Mons Organum releases a deep sigh from the top of the hill that shakes the limbs on the trees, startling the birds that nest there. Dust and debris shoots from the smaller holes on the hillside above the entrance as a hissing of air trickles out. As your music subsides, so does the commotion from the Mons Organum. Doyle comes frantically racing out of the house wearing an apron, carrying a whisk in one hand and pulling Corinne with the other. Cake batter splatters here and there as they run out. <laughs> Doyle looks like he has seen a specter, and Corinne's eyes are red and puffy, and her cheeks marked with the streaks of tears. Linda looks at you all perplexed. Her eyes dart back and forth as if she is looking for something, and you hear her mutter, The treasure that awakens the hills. And she turns her eyes towards you, Randy. Randy? Your instrument... Where did you get it? Oh. <coughs> and I think we'll finish this episode here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Randy's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. We shall see.